0: Welcome, welcome, podcast listeners. This is episode number 271 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo! And that is it for this week. It is a light on the ground podcast, uh, podcast crew. But we are going back, back to the old school. This is this is how it It went for a good. A because, yeah, there was
1: a, probably a 150 episodes
0: in a row where it was just us wasn't there? yeah, yeah,
1: defo
0: <laughs> so this is back to the old school back like where it started let's do let's be all self indulgent and talk about ourselves for a little while we I mean we've got an absolute chocker block podcast this week, um so we can't we can't ruminate on it for too long, but fuck it, it's our podcast, we'll do what we want. How's it going, Matt? You all good?
1: <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, so this actually, I probably should have um, mentioned this because this probably might become like a five-minute discussion, maybe a little bit longer. So I had a I had a gig at the weekend. Yeah, and I had an issue where all of a sudden, out of the blue, my tone was disappearing and the volume was dropping by about forty percent. That's never good. So I changed the guitar. That didn't fix it. I changed some cables. That didn't fix it. So the only solution was, bearing in mind that I put re-put my board back together in soundcheck, there was probably a dodgy cable in the board. Oh no! And I was at the point like we were like mid. This was two songs into the second set that we did. Like so, we did an hour and ten minutes. the break. It's two songs into the second half of it. So clearly, I've stepped on a pedal. It's moved some cable. Yeah. My pedal board has got 14 pedals on it. I'm not fucking <laughs> around. So I I'm like initially panicking. i I'm, I set the guys off playing a song where it doesn't really matter if I'm not there. Like the other guitarist is playing broadly yeah. the same bits as me. He does the lead bits, so the bass will cover off the, the rhythm bits that are missing. It'll be fine. So I set them off doing that. And my solution was to take away the entire bottom row of my pedal board. I knew I needed an, an octave, a reverb, and uh, a boost. So I, I, I was using the Hayden. So I ran that as a as, a, as my drive channel. I, I decided that although there's two clean songs, it is clean.
0: Yeah, fuck so, the clean. At this point, like you're yeah. lucky to have any sound, so fuck it.
1: Yeah. So I so I ran my OC three, OC two, even. I then ran the Honey Burst. Yeah, yeah. The the Shetone ts yeah, yeah. style uh as, as a lead boost and i ran my half mini and that was it i literally went cable three pedals because i knew they were all working and i knew i had at least two packs cables that weren't the problem yeah so I, I literally set this up in like 30 seconds and ran the entire second half with three pedals now normally in that second half i probably use about 10
0: <laughs> you absolute champ
1: so <laughs> i was i was really stressed like yeah, just I wasn't enjoying myself, but I, I I got through it. And actually, I probably could get away with probably running a five pedal board. Like I didn't have any chorus, but we all this chorus stuff was done in the first half. So yeah, um, and I tend to have two different reverb sounds. Um, one of them being like a a bit of a spacey, so I can fill fill out space where keyboards should be because we don't keyboards for every on but I reckon I could probably actually get away with five pedals. I just didn't, I just I just don't want to. I want to get back, I want to rebuild the board. But yeah, like, I, I Panic mid Gig, <laughs> and that was my solution.
0: Yeah.
1: In the same, if you're in the same situation, you're, like, you, you know, you've got, like, 50 minutes before any other entertainment is on, and you're the entertainment for the night. Would you have done the same thing? Would you have just run your amp as a drive channel, had a boost, and any, like, really necessary sounds?
0: Oh yeah, look. Like, if we were doing the second set, I could go straight into amp. I I could do the entire entire set with the um the log like, the amp on, on the drive channel, like a pretty extreme drive channel, and I could volume volume on the guitar it down because like the majority of it's kind of lightly driven because I, yeah. I I keep my compressor and my um my mojo mojo with kind of light to mid drive always on um so I'll, if i had to i could just go straight in um uh, my pedal ball is really fucking simple so it wouldn't take me too long to to troubleshoot where the issue was Uh, however that being said the most likely thing to go wrong is my power supply because it's it is the weak link. <laughs> so yeah. if that's if that's down, I'm fucked. But I do, I've got in my uh, gig bag, I've got a battery powered single knob boost pedal. For in case yeah. like in case everything fucks up, I think I could get through the majority of a set. Like without like with just this this kind of drivey boost pedal, it's the hairy thumbs up. The one that I made <laughs> yeah 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 many many years ago and it's it's in my gig bag uh for exactly that purpose. yeah for that for that purpose i think i'd be okay um look, there's ah oh, trying to i'm trying to think like our, our general set like there's a couple of songs where i'm like really heavy drive like we do uh, smooth by Santana where i need like a fair amount of gain to like get the yeah. sustaining notes uh we do Hold the Line by Toto, which requires again like quite a sustainy uh yeah. sustain-y sound. And um am th- there's another another drivey one. Oh, um uh Black Crows, um, hard to handle, which I use quite a drivey tone for. That's the, the song that I play the guitar behind my head. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like if you've ever seen us live, that's the one where I show off. Um like I've I've got moves basically. I've got moves from my set. Yeah. Um during um Go your own way, I play sort of the swing solo. Um <laughs> I did it once in practice and the keyboard player smiled, so I, I've taken that as a like like me and him they play off the little 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 bit. <laughs> so we'll trade like trade licks with that. Uh I like I say I do behind my head with um the hard handle solo because no one, no one cares if it's like off the cuff that one. Uh, And then we do a Tina Turner song, uh, Nutbush City Limits, which has got, so it's got two guitars in the, uh, the original mix. You've got one, which is like a kind of distorted guitar and then one that's a wah. Um, And I'll I'll take the part of the wah um, guitar and I use um, a Jed's Peds auto filter, which as much as I've tried to replace that pedal because it's it adds a bunch of volume and it, <laughs> it's got like a clunk when you hit on the switch, it shouldn't. I think like one of the caps has gone in it, but it's like this cantankerous old pedal,
1: <laughs> but nothing <laughs> sounds
0: like it. Like yeah, not like none of the other auto filter pedals that have got come come close to that tone. This sounds like a wire pedal. Um, so I used that and that. Every single time, without fail, that gets the booties moving.
1: <laughs>
0: I've got it on my pedal board for one song, and it is worth yeah. every penny. So, like, I'm, there's no way I'm moving it on because it's just it's that good. So yeah, th- there are my moves. And during Nutbush as well, we like we bring the bring the dynamic stone, and me and the keyboard player like duck down to the floor with it. <laughs> And then like yeah. when it comes back up to the chorus, we like kinda of spring up with excitement. I've only got a few more years left to doing that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like as long as I'd got Nutbush done, then I could do the rest of the song, like the rest of the set without without much hassle. I'd be okay, like with just a boost pedal, I think. And if I was like a real push, I could do it just with the guitar volume. So I think yeah. I think I'll be okay with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like I I need I, the the two places that I was I to well it's really one place but the the the, the big place that I I really miss um, a clean sound was we we do yellow by Coldplay but I play the acoustic guitar part.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and I was like okay, um, this is going to be a little bit um, a little bit different we'll be fine. So rolled off some volume, rolled off a bit of tone, but like it was still, yeah. still a bit raucous. Yeah, still gainy, those...
0: more gainy than gold. <laughs> yeah, blood. you're expecting like that,
1: that quite sparkly kind of like, like normally it's ultra clean with a load of reverb on it. Yeah. And actually what it was, was a bit drivey with a lot of reverb. On it, so it's like <laughs> turned the reverb off. It's like, it just sounds awful. Like it's, <laughs> we've just got mud. here. That's it. No, fair play. Fair play. But yeah, like it, it was like, that going, like, and, and I I look at the set list and I go, okay, so the very next thing I need to do is Johnny be Good, which is, I use, like, three pedals, so I use the, the extra drive section of the Messiah pushed with a tube screamer for the intro for that, yeah just to, like, really kick people in the face, and I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so I Yeah, I had to do it just with a tube screamer pushing into Hayden, which... It
0: sounded fine, it just wasn't the sound that I like. Yeah, it's it's not a bad tone, yeah. It's it's definitely serviceable. But nothing makes you like feel more more vulnerable than being able than like having to do an entire set pretty much, like an entire half of your set with without your uh, like crutches almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was that that was it. It's
1: like the only the only way I can change the game level really is either kick on a boost or okay. I have to make sure that I ch- turn the master volume down as I turn the gain up if I need more gain. Yeah, and that's just going to piss people off because I'll change I'm like I will change in the mix because I can't when I'm stood with my ass on my fucking cab. I can't hear what the sound is going to be like out front.
0: No, you, you it's pure guesswork at that point, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it is. But like people seem to enjoy themselves, and the rest of the band didn't particularly notice that much. They just noticed me like stressing out.
0: Yeah, f- like faffing about and then like sweating.
1: <laughs> but yeah so I, I got away with it in the end but yeah it wasn't wasn't the most fun but it'll teach me to try and put my board back together in a sound check
0: <laughs> yeah well there you go yeah i've learned a lesson that yeah that's a that is a valuable lesson learned I, uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give a bit of what i've been up to this week um before we move on to before we move on to the Uh, lukewarm hot take Um, I mean obviously I've done some uh, done some videos I released the black rat versus the dark matter which there's been quite a few people have pointed out the dark matter isn't a rat like I know (laughs) I know but I've put it up in three different no talk or time verses and every time it's been pipped to the post Uh, I really want it to win (laughs) because I love it. I think it's a great pedal. Um, I mean largely because it gets uh it gets a bit of flack for being look, looking more metal than it is. Yeah. Like I when I first saw that dark matter distortion, I thought I'm not gonna try that. That's gonna be that's gonna be like metal zone. And it's not at all, it's not compressed, it's like really kind of open sanding. It's it's got a bit of drive available on it, but it's really it's really versatile. And it can get some like it can get within the rat territory because it's I think it's amp based I think it's like m- like mid to early Marshall amp based.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so like it it gets somewhere in the ballpark. I uh, but at the moment <laughs> I've just looked at the um, the statistics on the uh, on the poll and. We are talking forty-eight percent of the votes are for the dark matter and fifty-two are for the black rat. So um like it's it's looking unlikely that it's gonna win this one either, but Oh dear. May, maybe maybe it's
1: you're just gonna have to just end up putting it up putting it up against like a, a handmade boost pedal that doesn't
0: work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yeah, here's the here's the dark matter, and here's the the boost belt <laughs> just horrible like electronic feedback noise.
1: Yeah, but you just know that people who play rainbow machines would absolutely love just electronic feedback noise.
0: That you <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't win. Yeah, it still wouldn't win. It's destined to be. It's it's the bride Maiden, and not the bride, isn't it? This the dark matter. Yeah. I, but I, I love it. I, I'm a big big advocate of the dark matter and I think more people should should know about it. I think at some point in the future it will be a like a cult classic. But it's not it's not reached not reached that potential yet. Like the Mojo Mojo had uh, Paul Gilbert going for it, like he played it and went, Yeah, this is wicked. And people were like, Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. But the Dark Matter's not quite got that, that fame here. Cool. But we'll we'll get there. We will. Maybe yeah. maybe in the future, TC will release the budget pedal chap signature Dark Matter with an 11 switch.
1: No, it'll be a, um, a Mojo Mojo in the enclosure of <laughs> it. Will, yeah, it will be. Yeah,
0: cool. Dark Matter. Oh, that's so good. Um... But I also uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, to Mister Zander this week. He released a video on his YouTube channel, which I thought was absolutely just excellent. Um, he quizzes his parents about the um, about his pedal company, um, and hilarity ensues. But I absolutely smashed them in the quiz. I absolutely slaughtered them. Uh, so turns out. I I love Alex more than his parents. So, I I wanted to mention it because I want I want you to go and check the video. Out. It's it's really funny. It is really funny, and um, see if you can beat my score. Um, I'm not entirely sure what my score was, but see if you can beat it. I think yeah, within, like the first one, I pretty much pretty much uh, straight aced it because it was what effect is this, and then plays that effect. Um and then it was like which one like a multiple choice of um like which of my effects is this or when was the petrol company released, blah 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 blah. blah. Set, 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 set. And I got I got I got most of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I took a full sweep on the first one and, and say maybe like seventy five percent of the the other one. So see if you can beat that, see if you get a full sweep. Uh and put your scores put your scores in the comments as well think he would really enjoy that so that's my my youtube pick of the week youtube pick of the week maybe that's going to be a like an ongoing segment who knows <laughs> no because it'll be like it'll devolve <laughs> into me showing skyrim playthroughs um you know what skyrim is still relevant today uh, right, we've got a hot take, a lukewarm hot take this week, which we're kind of reluctantly, reluctantly putting forward, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, and it's on the back of the um, plug-in version of the big sky. Oh, in fact, it's actually what we need to do first is we need to wrap up do from last. News. We, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> we need to wrap up from last week's one, don't we? Right, let's have a. If
1: I can. Go well, 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 oh, last week was about um, thingies. Uh, Buffers,
0: right? It was about buffers. And I think almost unanimously people says actually, yes, buffers do something.
1: I, I, I think that changed today. I think it. I, I think it's still buffers do do something, but um, I think it's not quite as strongly the, them doing things as it was. Oh, yeah, it was probably. an
0: absolute... It was
1: before. It, <laughs> it was like 80,
0: 80% at one point, I think. Yeah, no, we're at 66-33, so... I mean okay. that's that's not percent that's ninety nine percent is a hundred but you do you <laughs> Facebook uh, so buffers don't make a difference and sixty six percent of the people says buffers make my tone sparkle and then uh, thirty three are saying buffers straight into the amp for me lads 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 uh, I think <laughs> like there's an an undercurrent of I'm a boomer with that one so it wasn't a fair poll but it was a poll. Uh, so well done, buffers actually do something. I I think I'm with that. I I agree with buffers.
1: Buffers definitely do that
0: thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking thinking about my uh my gigging pedal board, and I don't think I've got a buffer on there. <laughs> do you not? I Don't think I do. And none of the
1: thicky pedals, the TC pedals, got internal buffers you could turn on. Uh,
0: the uh, so the only. Oh, I've not got any TC pedals. Oh, I've got the Mojo, uh, but I don't think that one's buffered. I think that one's true bypass.
1: Almost certain, actually. I'm pretty sure it's got it on there. Actually, to be fair, it doesn't matter that you've got no buffer. Like, if you're running a compressor always on and a drive pedal always on, they're they're they're, they're buffering your sound by terms of not yeah, being not like
0: being on. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, definitely. <laughs>
1: too actually
0: that you've got no buffer bypass just... yeah and the, and that's why it's, like whenever i turn like the compressor and the mojo mojo off i go oh this tone doesn't sound particularly great that'll be why <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: <laughs> right so we've got um like the hot take this week is about the plugins uh the the big sky plugin well it's inspired by the big sky plugin should i say um which I think none of us were expecting when uh, Strymon were teasing something like teasing a new something new for you. Here
1: is yeah. the same thing that we've had for eight years, but now it's stuck in your computer. <laughs> See, you now it's
0: trapped, trapped. I tell you, within the jail of the computer. Uh, well done, Strymon. Hats off. Hats off. Uh, so, this is us arguing the point that plug-in pedals are the future. <laughs> i can see where this one's going already um
1: well if we start with the statement plug-in pedals are the future i guess technically it's not false because they didn't exist in the past and now they do
0: <laughs> if, we, if we are being like entirely pragmatic about the approach yes <laughs> the um plug-in pedals, they're certainly
1: not of the past are they yeah they've like, only they really become a thing in the last few years
0: yeah, like they didn't have them in Woodstock, and they do have them now. So, I mean, that is that's conclusive proof. We've we've solved You're this fair, one. I don't, I don't
1: think they had power supplies at Woodstock,
0: did they? I no, they power were supplies battery. were like
1: uh,
0: they weren't batteries. <laughs> they were like generators, weren't they? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> diesel generators. And so you wouldn't be able to hear if your your power supply was humming because. It'd be drowned out by the sound of a V8 in the background. <laughs> the good old days. Oh,
1: we've, we've degenerated early in this.
0: We? <laughs> you, you think? I wonder if we could get like a, an old uh, generator plug-in. <laughs> get that
1: real vintage vintage yeah. tone. I want, I want to hear that Woodstock style generator tone. Yeah
0: absolutely i bet
1: you it wasn't 60 cycle home it would have been like 130 cycle home that's oh, yeah. why I, that's 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 why pedals don't sound as
0: good as they used to yeah they're taking this namby pamby nine volts Ugh, <laughs> it's not enough to kill a man right but look back to the thingy um plugins are uh, in plugin pedals are the future um, I mean, they. There's more and more of them have been released, like the um the plugin Big Muff, or like that was like the digital audio workstation slash plugin Big Muff, were not it? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: which we argued, we argued about this as a as a thing, but it happened. It um, did happen.
1: It did happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, I would... yeah Wam- Wampler released the Metaverse, but also released. The metaverse as a plugin version as well, so all the algorithms for that are available as plugins, which you get for free if you buy the pedal, or you can buy them as standalone um, plugins as well, which I thought was really cool. And uh, like uh, I listened to uh, the Chasing Tone podcast this week, and well, I listened like I listened to a, a few old ones because my my phone for some reason. Automatically updated them onto my um, my podcast app because I've I've changed phones, um, and it said uh, that you like Brian OnePlus said that you get seven day free trial with the um, the plugins, so almost like a kind of tonepedia situation where you can try the 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 OnePlus Metaverse in real time to see if like those are the algorithms that really like you really get along with. So it almost gives you like a try before you buy remotely, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Um, so that, I mean, that's a really good, uh, a really good use of like plug-in, uh plugin pedals, isn't it?
1: It is, and uh, I, I think, in my personal opinion, probably the only time where I would consider downloading a plugin, mm. I'm, I'm not interested in. Having to set up, a, a, you know, whatever you need to, into your computer, turning your computer on, opening up your digital works, uh, opening up your, your software, booting up Wall of Sound or whatever, yeah. And then, it, it important. I'm really not interested in that. I know. I don't think I. I don't think I ever will be. And I'm certainly not going to be taking a laptop to replace my amp ever. <laughs> yeah. So. But what I would be interested in is if companies did a 30 minute free trial of this pedal to see whether you want to buy it or not. And that would probably encourage me to turn my computer on and do all that thing, all those things, just so that I could see whether it was worth buying the pedal or not. Like, if that was a thing that actually happened and you could try your, like, um, Twinpedia is really good in terms of it's probably better quality than a youtube demo and oh, yeah, no you can exactly. go, i want single single coils or i want humbuckers, and i want a fender style amp or i want a box style amp or you know basically i want a mid-push or a mid-scoop amp yeah. um but it, it's never going to get your exact sound whereas if you you've got a you know a, a daw with your sort of setup in terms of your amp rig in it and your guitar in your hands and you can try the digital version of that pedal into the digital version of your amp through you with your guitar. I think that's probably the best marketing idea that a company could could use this for. I think you debate. could probably
0: route it actually out like so you could uh do the modeling within the DAW of the pedal and route it out into your actual amp.
1: I'm sure there's a I've way of looking do, I'm sure there is, but I've no idea how I would do that.
0: Yeah. Like, because a lot of um, a lot of interfaces have like an out as well. where You could like run the master running out into the the output of your um,
1: yeah, interface. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I'd definitely give it a go, and if I could, that'd be great. Like, but I, to me, these these digital versions of these pedals, I think that's all they're worth for me. Like, I, like I say, I'm. I mean, I'm not the target market for this. Though there are there are plenty of people who are doing home recording who want ease of use and i guess if you're doing home recording it's easier to drag a big sky off your desktop than it is to plug a big sky into your computer
0: yeah if you're already there and you've got your your laptop and your laptop's booted open you don't then want to be it's almost like the the other side of the coin isn't it like if you've got your pedal board and your amp set up you don't then want to be booting up a computer Vice versa, if you've already booted up your computer ready for like your DAW and you're ready to record, it's more of a hassle to then have to like lug your pedal board across and like route it through your interface and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So if it was just available there and on the like, uh, like within your kind of list of plugins, you'd be like, yeah, like I'm, I'm sorted there. I can get all of the sounds that I'm used to on my pedal board, but without having to fuck about with my actual pedalboard. I think the sticking point for this big Sky, I mean, number one, it's nothing new. It's it's like a decade it's a, it's old 10 pedal. Year old,
1: because they're 10-year-old algorithms yeah. that they've decided to drag out of their little box yeah. and give you access to put it on your hard drive.
0: I mean, the audacity then comes with the price that they've put along with it. You think, okay, you're just getting the algorithms. You're not being able to transport this, with like to to different places because you've not got the, you've not got the hardware. What would be a a realistic price for this? You'd go, oh, like maybe a hundred quid. That would be a bit on the pricey side, but like Stryman have got enough about their market kind of presence, the hundred quid would be justifiable. Double it, my friend. Double it.
1: <laughs> yeah, one hundred ninety-nine US dollars, which I mean, I mean that's pretty much as luck for life. pounds. Of this. I mean, it's on its way for three hundred quid. Mm. Um, thank you very much, UK government. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's uh, bearing in mind, like I say, that pedal is between eight and ten years old. I would say. Yeah. possibly even more, but I think, I would, I would guess around
0: that. Yeah, a conservative um, guess is like eight years old.
1: Yeah. So, to charge 200 quid for that, like, I mean, you were saying before, like, maybe for an extra 50 quid, you could probably pick one up second hand.
0: Yeah, like, if you did a bit of shopping around, I'm not saying you could pick one up out, like all day, every day for 250, but, if you did a bit of shopping around, you could pick up a, a Stryman for 250 quid. Um, yeah. And the thing that really stuck with me is that actually the plugins that I've got on my computer, I've got Helix Native. I got that for about sixty or seventy quid. No, bearing in mind, I I got that for the discount price with uh, like the HX Stomp. I think if you buy it standalone, it's somewhere in the region of two hundred. Maybe a little bit more. I don't know.
1: I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not sure of what I am sure of. There's there's a down flight more um, things in the Helix Native plugin than there are in the <laughs> in the
0: Well, that that's a bit of the issue, isn't it? You can run an entire signal chain, like going from the start of the signal chain, like pedals, like any pedals, be them drive modulation like modeling any kind of those those pedal units or like vintage, uh, like echo units or anything like that through to the amps, through to the IRs and the cabs, like through to studio compression, routing as well. So you can have that in a stereo image as well. Or like you could like, even do it like quad amp image if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah.
1: So actually, Helix Native. If you haven't bought any of the things, is three hundred ninety nine dollars. So it's twice the price. But okay. It has probably the same amount of different reverb sounds in it to the the Big Sky and every other effect. And amps. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, like studio compressors, and there's even bass stuff in there if you want bass stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, you you could buy Helix Native and never buy another plug-in. You couldn't buy. The Blue Sky plugin, and
0: never buy another plugin. Yeah, I mean, if this was two hundred and it like, afforded you a license to all of the Strymon algorithms, you go. Oh, actually, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. If it was like the the Lex and the uh uh oh, the big sky and the timeline line and line Mobius and, uh, and all uh, those,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. If it was all of those, yeah. you go. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'll do that um because you like you might get somewhere in the region of the use of a like a helix native there like if they threw in the iridium stuff as well maybe
1: yeah
0: i don't know it's,
1: yeah it just it absolutely baffles me yeah but they think it's worth that price but if we take it back to the hot take, because I realise <laughs> <the> we're way steering, <laughs> you know, back. Yeah, the like that steering wheel background. In, in terms of is that the future? I really, really hope not, because yeah, like I, I, I would say ninety-five percent of people who play guitar, even though I would say most of them don't gig, I would also say that most of them buy physical products and not, um, not plugins and. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's slightly because, less
0: exciting, isn't it? When you I've bought a plugin. Here's here's my email confirmation. I've got a download link.
1: Every musician I know talks about gas in one way or another. Yeah. You don't gas for some digital ones and zeros, do you?
0: I mean some people do. I mean, uh Brian Gower on uh, Tone Jerks has mentioned how he's like gassed for certain plugins before.
1: Uh, it's just... I just like to me, new pedal day, new amp day, new guitar day, whatever it is, yeah, it's an opportunity for me to take a photo, share it with my mates, and talk about the experience of the new thing. Yeah, I don't want to take a photo, be downloading the blue sky for <laughs> twice, at least
0: yeah. twice what it's worth. I mean, you run the risk of sharing, like oversharing what's on the other tabs there, don't you? Um... <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then you're into a whole other world. That's it. Oh, you're into that as well. It's Shit, just, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, I get that, you know, have it, I think having these things possibly is the future, but yeah. I just hope that it doesn't detract from...
0: Yeah, that it, it doesn't become the main thing. From. Like, it's it's nice as an additional, but that it doesn't then become, oh, we're only releasing this as the, as the product. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get yeah. F- I'm feeling that, but it's not up to us to decide. This is up to the viewers, viewers, listeners. Like I'm viewing here, I can see you, <laughs> but you'll be listening back in your car or workplace. Or apparently, I'm the shitter if you're uh, if you're Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah. I still don't get that. Who puts a podcast on when it's are the top?
0: I mean, you are you taking like a, a quite a liberty if you're taking dumps that long at work. But hey ho, like that's that that's dense, Josh. Um, so there will be a purposefully obtuse poll about this, and you need to answer the answer the question whether you think plug-in pedals are the future, and it's it's been worded in such a way that you can interpret it in different ways. And I think I want to hear those interpretations because we've, we shared our opinion on it, but as is not the bill and end all opinion, there are other opinions out there and they're okay. It's okay to have your own opinions and I want to hear them. What we're going to get on with some discussions. (laughs) Well, we have got some meaty ones this week. We've got some meaty. Let's, let's start off with a nice one. Malcolm Young, Malcolm Young jet. So they've, they've released, uh, like the unbastardized version of the Malcolm Young jet, ironically, one which a lot of us wouldn't notice as the Malcolm Young jet, because we all remember like the stripped paint and the single pickup and like the socks in the cavity cover- covers.
1: Yeah, and and the random holes that don't appear to link up with what you think the controls should look like on the jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like he he was a maverick. He knew what he wanted, and he made that happen. He didn't care that it looked looked like an absolute shed. But it's iconic. It's iconic. Um, it is. It... So this kind of harks back to the original look of it. And I think, what was it? Like it was in the video of Shoot to Thrill or something like that, was it? I
1: mean, it's in a, I think it's in a fair few videos. Mm. I mean, but yeah, um, I, I, I couldn't tell you off the top. I can tell you this not the Thunderstruck video. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only one I really remember, and that's only because it's it's like in the nineteen eighties, and it's almost like there's a GoPro on a headstock, and it's really weird.
0: Yeah, that was it's um, Brian Johnson era. That was when it um, it was definitely a Bon Scott Bon Scott era thing. Oh, was it for those about it to rock? Maybe it was. I don't know. The, there was mention of it in the article. I can't remember. I don't think it really matters. But we're talking about the unsung heroes of the guitar signature world. Uh because that was the, the question posed in the, like on the Instagram. Uh quite a few people guessed that it was the Malcolm Young, so well done. Like internet points and kudos goes out to you lot. But we're gonna extend like we're gonna really kind of lean into this question. The unsung heroes of the guitar signature world. I think like, from the from the get go, we always mention Nick Johnston. Always. Yes.
1: I don't know who he is. I don't think I've ever heard of any <laughs> of his songs or a- anything that he's ever done. But man, I want his strap. I also, I've now seen his telly, and his telly looks fine as well. But oh, I've not it's... seen that fuck. Yeah, Uh-oh. there are there are, there, there are Nick Johnston tellies, or at least they're Schechter tellies that I'm almost, I'm I'm sure they're Nick Johnston. Nick, Johnston. I, I mean, continue. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah. I don't know.
0: I'll give you a bit of uh, a bit of backstory about Nick Johnson cuz I uh, I used to follow him uh, on YouTube back in the day. Uh, like delightfully Canadian chap looks a little bit reminiscent of Marty Friedman. He's got like the big kind of bushy hair and plays like an absolute beast. He's like his legato is just oh um just so good. Um but yeah. he like he used to play uh, like Fender kind of custom shop strats and then he had like okay. a brief stint with Chapman before I think Schechter then like whipped him up and went you, you know what we're going to make you we're going to make you the thing uh, and they yeah. did, they they made him the thing and it's it's the thing
1: and they now make him a telly deluxe style single coil with a humbucker in the neck oh, shit, um, telly that looks and like imagine the 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 telly version of those straps, and it, that's exactly it. I'm it's, not, going to, that, ex- not exactly going to do that. I am not going to do that because <laughs> be still more beating white. They're the they're, the, they're the same price, oh, motherfucker. And all of them, all of them are remedy board. It doesn't have any maple boards on any of them. Oh, motherfucker,
0: motherfucker, <laughs> like. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it I think I'll mention it on the Patreon actually is the uh, the neck transplant that I did on my thin line which oh yeah. so good so good um, but I'll, I'll mention more of that on my uh, on, on the Patreon so I mean little as $2 a month you could be part of that we've got six boys <laughs> up in the Patreon at the moment there's space for more come and join come and join us uh, that's patreon.com slash fret talk uh, so like the Nick Johnston was that's a given. We are definitely we're mentioning that and now we've mentioned it twice because he's got two signatures. Um I think we <laughs> we would be remiss if we didn't mention the Greg Cock because I mean the, the telly's awesome and Cock is funny. So Yeah. <laughs> so you like ticks both the boxes. Like the Venn diagram for like the fret talk, it just smack bang in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually really yeah. like them. The, the kind of because they've got that Firebird like raised center block.
1: I think that's yeah, really I cool. Hate, I hate the Firebird raised center block part of it. Like that's the worst. Apart from the, <laughs> the, the scratch plate, that's the worst part of that guitar
0: for me. Yeah, I mean it's because of the center block that it's got the half scratch plate in it. Yeah, it is. I know that if I played it, I would probably look like I. I would look very tiny because he's like increased the size it's of a the.
1: Well,
0: yeah, look, yeah, he's a large man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it look. <laughs> It looks like a normal size telly on him. Um, and he made like he made the Gristle Master look 10% bigger body or something like that. Yeah. So that it would look normal. Uh, so on me, it looked like a 335. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, Nick Johnson, uh, Greg, the, the cock master, <laughs> the Gristle Master cock. Uh, the one
1: that I think I've mentioned the most on the podcast, other than those, and you might not even remember, is the Robert Cray Strat. And I always go back to it because it's got a hard, hard tail. Yeah, it's yeah. The, only, the only Fender Strat that's a, basically a, a standard line. I know it's a, I know it's a signature model, yeah. but like, it's the only one that's been consistent that has a hard tail. Like they they did a Vintera. Was it Vintera? I think it was a Vintera that had a hard tail. And every now and again, they do like it. Is a 60, whatever it is, reissue with no, yeah, with no, uh, no, no tremor, But, like, it's, it, it, I mean, to me, it should be the default for all guitars, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I
0: that's, mean, there should at least be, um, like a hard tail strat in, in all the all the lines, yeah, that. Um, it, because it, yeah, definitely. the amount of strats that I've seen out and the mm-hmm. amount of people that I've seen not use the, the tremolo system, there should be a hard tail strat.
1: Uh, yeah, like I would say 70% of the time that I see a Stratocaster, the trem arm is not in the trem arm hole.
0: Correct. Yes, correct. That is the that is the way to do it. Uh, <laughs> we also mentioned, like a motherfucker, we mentioned the Gary Clark Jr., uh, the oh, SG, yeah. the triple pickup SG, but also the, yeah. um, the Gary Clark Jr. Epiphone as well, the 339, is it with the. Gino? i can't remember oh what it yeah was. it was a casino actually weren't it uh we've like, the chrome yeah, i think it was up. a casino but I, I, I
1: could be wrong
0: yeah you know gary clark jr m- man with impeccable taste uh but once again I'll, i want to hear um some signature guitars in the fret up um fret talk group. share some pictures of them as well grab them off uh google and, and dump them in the in the frets group
1: because yeah, we want the on We don't want to see you know another Les Paul because
0: it's hard. To see <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like the like Lee's signature, uh, so the signature Les Paul that Lee has, not Lee's signature Les Paul. Should I yeah. say? that that's the a pretty... is, I
1: mean, Yeah, but it's not somebody else's signature. Like I don't know who. Yeah, Bill. Who was right. Bill with I... okay.
0: the Bill Withers
1: signature. Bill Withers,
0: yeah, <laughs> ain't ain't no sunshine when she Les Paul custom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, yeah like, it's an
0: ain't no sunshine cream <laughs> finish.
1: Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, absolutely throw in a a, a signature Les Paul that is somebody else's signature. Don't just throw. Paul. yeah. A Les yeah, yeah don't throw
0: do. in slash your Bonamassa because that yeah, I mean that's every, every other week unless it's like one of the really cool ones, like the uh course uh what's it the course of Rossa or something like that. The uh, the slash like like deep red. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah. You can share that one. I, I won't mind seeing yeah. that one again.
1: Yeah, and like the ones that aren't just, you know, the guitar that they like. Classic has got like nine or ten different fucking... No, oh, the Tobacco Bust. Yeah. <laughs> tobacco balls, Les Paul standards. Like, yeah, yeah we, we don't need to see any more of those, especially as his guitar isn't even a fucking Gibson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they, they love to hide that fact, don't they? <laughs> yeah,
1: that never comes up, does it? <laughs> That's not in any of the promotional material.
0: Let's see, Yeah, based on his not Les Paul Les Paul. right yeah cool Um, the next bit of uh, guitar news was that Robin Ford uh, like Robin Ford was talking about um, a collaboration with PRS probably about six months ago uh, but they've actually finally released it and I think there was like 500 of these guitars being released Uh, it's fine it's it's a PRS it's kind of understated as well it's like black finish the old bird inlays rather than the new ones, uh, so it's it's like a little nod. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good because it's Robin Ford's signature. Uh, he knows he knows what's what.
1: I mean, he, yeah, he, and it's a PRS, and as much as we hate on them sometimes, they actually do know how to make a guitar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. look I've I've never I don't think I've ever uh, I might have. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like ragged on them for the quality of their instruments. No, uh, no. But like the just what some of the choose. choices yeah some of the choices like <laughs> that are, fucking eagles
1: that eagle double cut thing remember that
0: <laughs> how can i forget it's it's seared <laughs> into my memory <laughs> but yeah like that that's like a horrendous uh, bit of like guitar just it's just horrendous but um I was I was looking at the Robin Ford. I was like largely underwhelmed by it. It's not really for me. It's for collectors. That's fine. I, I'm I'm cool with that. But Robin Ford. Whenever I've heard uh, Robin Ford play, I'm like, when I grow up, I I really would like to play like that. It's so like so tasteful and so sophisticated, and the the delicacy of the like the note choices and the touch and the feel is just it's spot on. And it, I it made me think. Like, if we had like a top three, uh, like guitarists who we we wanted to play, like, like who would those be? I'm gonna throw it some, uh, throw it some names. I think, although I'm like blowing on, uh, Robbins, uh, like musical D here. I don't think he'd make the top list. I'll be honest, but you know what? I'm gonna chuck him on. It'll, it can be like it could be number three, but. I think I want to be Steve Lukather. Just
1: because, like, guy absolutely fucking ribs. I can ribs. absolutely get on board with that. Like, so, like he could do everything as well, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, there's all sorts of influences in there, and, like, that's just in his toto stuff. we like, obviously, pretty much all of them were just session musicians, so you've heard him on other things that you don't even know about him.
0: Yeah, just, yeah like... He a... uh, his playing is absolutely impeccable, and... Yeah, he's he's one of those stealth guitarists and like you, you'll you have heard his guitar lines throughout time and not even known he was there. And I'm cool with that. I'd love to be a guitar ninja like that. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to be like Mr. Billy Big Bollocks. I don't want to be Slash, being out there and people knowing my name and like, we love you. and We want your 20th signature instrument this year. <laughs> I don't care about that. Like a bit a bit of yeah. Lou could be fine for me, um, but I could not have a list like this without putting Gary Moore on it. I could not do it. Could not do it because Gary Moore, like when I first started playing guitar, Thin Lizzy were were that that pinnacle for me. They were that that thing that I wanted to aspire to. And although yeah. my playing has kind of evolved a bit, and I'm a bit more kind of floaty and. Stratocastery, kind of, kind of Hendrix inspired, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Gary Moore is always that top of the, top of the pole for me because he's just, it's just everything that I wanted in a guitar. Um, I mean, honorable mention is going to Stevie Ray Vaughan because, man could rip, <laughs> and maybe John Mayer as well. Like, he he's got. A lot of talent. But if, I, if I've got a list he, of three. He hides it really
1: well, though,
0: doesn't he? He does, yeah. Like, he's he's, he's a massive it's kind 90, of guitar cock isn't he? It. Yeah, 90% of his music is just abject. Yeah, like wet pap. <laughs> um, but then he'll, like, halfway through his acoustic ballad about how he's being a dick again and <laughs> completely <laughs> shitting over a girl. Uh, yeah. Like not physically, <laughs> but emotionally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what he's into, but let's—he he at least emotionally. I'm sure that would come out by now if he <laughs> wants. He's had so many of them
1: that one of them would have talked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he'll, he'll put like a tasty little guitar lick hidden within an acoustic pop song somewhere. Yeah, and then he'll do an entire album of absolute fucking jams <laughs> like continuum, and then not do anything for another. Fifteen years. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why that's why he's not on that list. Top three. I'm going Robin Ford. I'm going Steve Lukather. I'm going Gary Moore.
1: You see, I I really struggle. With, I, like, if you'd asked me ten years ago, I think this would be really easy. Yeah. But Clapton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been like Clapton would have been my number one ten years ago because I was obsessed with like 60s-era Clapton.
0: Like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Boom, if, if you could do that without the racism... And Cream. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd, yeah, be, yeah. I'd be on board,
1: but... But, like, um, I don't even... Like, bearing in mind that Clapton was, like, 50% of the reason that I continued to play the guitar, mm-hmm. I don't think he gets in my top three now. No. I think... I think... Number three, I will go for probably Carlos Santana actually because I've been watching a lot of him at the moment like I not particularly any of his um any of his studio work it's just the the way that he plays when he's doing live when he's at festivals and when he's doing his own concerts like yeah it's ve- it's very di- or, to me it feels very very different to what he does when he's on his on, on his albums and stuff and it's just the way that he conveys either how he's feeling or the the emotions of the song through the guitar rather than through... Half of them, he's singing in Spanish and I have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about. But you you, tend you, to you can feel it, can't you? Like, you could, yeah, you get context from the guitar and that is just... It, like it's it, That's incredible to me that like I can even sort of understand what a song might... or I, I can get some understanding of what I think the song is about yeah. despite the fact that I don't know what Oyo como va or whatever, whatever he's saying. I've no idea what any of it means. And yeah... So I, I think Santana will go number three. Rock, um, yeah. number two, I'm gonna have to go Brian May because if it wasn't for Queen, yes. I would never have got into into playing the guitar. He could do rock music, he can do pop music, he can do understated stuff, he can do show offy stuff. Just he's got such a wide breadth of, of stuff that he can do. Um, and just yeah. He's so incredibly Absolutely. humble as well. Yeah.
0: Like you listen just, to interviews of him and he's just he's he's explaining it not not in a condescending way, not in a not in an egocentric way. It's just very matter of fact, it's oh yeah, and I just do this and then then this is what comes out and he's just ripping some absolute fucking badass solo. Yeah,
1: so so he goes at number two and then uh, number one I'm just going for David Knowles because um he's yeah. a local lad who's made it in in the world of blues guitar, which like would be my ultimate dream. I'm never, I'll never kind of do it because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean I'll forget the fact that I've got any, uh, either the voice or the guitar playing talent. Forget those bits. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm lazy anyway. But I, I, he is somebody. I would have had Gary Moore in my top three, but as you've had him, I'll go for David because he can do the shredding that that Gary Moore can do um it's in a different way, but um yeah like he he will and he'll also then you know do a live stream where he's playing just the craziest blues stuff on a resonator and mm-hmm. um, like he'll he'll go like say from resonator finger style just like crazy blues like delta blues sounding stuff right the way through to ripping like yeah forty minute guitar solos over like i don't know freebird or whatever he was doing when he was a kid, <laughs> just like. Yeah, just absolutely incredible guitarist.
0: And I urge anybody who doesn't know who David Knowles is to just give him a quick Google. Yeah, I've checked out like a few of uh, like a few things of him on YouTube, and everything that I I saw of him was was just jaw droppingly impressive. So yeah, definitely. That's an absolutely banging list as well. Like between the two of them, it covers covers a whole like whole breadth of like guitar history, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Damn. Right on. I'm looking at the sign, we we'll probably get another one of these discussions in maybe two. And then we we're, we're gonna switch <laughs> yeah. over to beach. Uh what are we saying? What are we say? Oh 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 this one this one breaks my heart. So we got the um <laughs> we've got the solar guitars, Kirk Weinstein. Kirk Weinstein wind steen yeah. uh, at the back there <laughs> Windstein uh from the band crowbar Sh- sure he is yeah name me three crowbar songs <laughs> no uh, <laughs> cro- cro- sure cro- yeah. crowbar crow crowbar <laughs> flies again uh who knows <laughs> um but so they've basically released uh like pointy explorer style thing looks kind of cool actually uh, but it's got a single humbucker in the bridge, and it's got a single volume pot now i I put out the question: Could you do it? Could you use this guitar like could you get away with using this guitar? What were we saying? I mean
1: definitely could get away with using the guitar, provided I also had another guitar. <laughs>
0: yeah look yeah this couldn't be the one and only could it couldn't be exclusively yeah,
1: it's, it's, like we always go back to it but if you're having a one and only guitar it's hss
0: strat isn't it which is gotta be. it just covers oh it covers everything i saw a um an hss uh, yamaha pacifica from the 90s so like good quality indonesian made for like 80 quid come up very close to where i live oh, i was yeah. so close i was so close to buying it <laughs> i was like because that's pretty much what i'm gigging and yeah it, it's like an hss version and then i wouldn't have to charge it like i wouldn't have to charge the variax and it would be brilliant um but I, I didn't do it if, but if i see it again because I, might well i've got i've got some more gigs coming up have nice so if i see it again yeah it might be an early christmas present but we'll see <laughs> look keep keep Uh, keep checking back on that one because it might happen (laughs) yeah 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 HSS straight is the one in it but yeah
1: yeah so I I don't think I could do with with either band a full set of just on the bridge pickup um, because I mean certainly especially if you're in a covers band you're you've got to get close to sounds otherwise the rest of the band are going to look at you let alone the fucking audience and you also feeling like This really isn't a bridge pick up, so like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could. However, I could do seventy percent of a guitar, seventy sorry, 70 percent of a set on this, which I think that's good enough. I'm just trying to, like, occasionally I will do a full set with one guitar, but if I if I can have two guitars on stage, I will change guitars, and at that point. Pretty much what I do is I put the Les Paul down when I don't need a bridge pickup humbucker, pick up a Strat and use a Strat neck pickup, and then go back to a bridge humbucker. At which point, yes, I could probably definitely get away with this guitar.
0: So what what you saying is if if they put a neck single coil in this thing, you could probably do the entire set.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah,
0: like,
1: <laughs> I don't think I'd enjoy it as much because I I i've had explorers before and they're a very weird guitar to play for any length of time yeah i think if you're in a metal band or if you're in a pop punk band and you can just sling this a bit lower and just do the chugger 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 and the like like fast power chords of, of pop punk i think absolutely i could do that all day but i think once you start getting into lead work you have to move like physically moving the guitar and remembering that you're standing next to somebody and it pokes out an extra two and a half (laughs) foot on your right hand side, as well as the headstock on your left. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think
0: I, I, uh, I had the, uh, the kind of the fantasy of being able to use a single pickup guitar and my good, uh, good friends, Mr. Fletcher, who happens to be one of our patron backers, he lent me um, like an ex- uh, explorer. What am I saying? Uh, a Les Paul Junior style, um, like single pickup guitar, and that had the the volume and the tone. Um, just to like see how I get on with it, and I had it for like I'm gonna say six months, but it's probably more like a year. Yeah, so I, I had it for I had it for an extended period of time. I. Didn't use it a great deal. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I like the idea of it more than I like how it actually is, because the majority of my setup play on the neck single coil. Uh, I, I've been venturing away and using the the bridge bridge single coil a fair bit more, but it's still like I would say over half. We're talking maybe two thirds, three quarters, kind of territory, neck single coil. So i I would really struggle, like if and if I had to play an entire set with a guitar that only has the neck pickup, there are a few few instances where I need that bridge pickup uh, aggression. So i I just flat flat out could not do this. I couldn't do it.
1: I mean, I I do get it, but like, yeah, I, I definitely for like a good. I'm um, the other way. I I would say, two thirds to three quarters of my sets are bridge pickup with a humbucker. Yeah. So at that point, I think yeah, I could get away with this guitar. Although having played Explorers, and I love the shape of the Explorer, but I wouldn't pick to have it on an Explorer if I was gonna if I was gonna create a, a a one pickup guitar that I was gonna use for a set. I wouldn't pick the Explorer shape as much as I do love it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think necessarily the question requires it to be an explorer, uh, because this is again it's going to be like a super high-powered EMG. I assume being in a solar, or at the very least like one of those Duncan Invaders or like a Duncan
1: Nazgul or something That's like that. Perfect for some two thousands indie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's what the
0: killers were using? <laughs> Imagine. Oh, yeah. like that that tone with that kind of style of band would just be horrendous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, like a fair few of those kind of indie bands were on the bridge single coil, weren't they? So they could probably get away with like an Esquire.
1: Well, I went for the Killers because the guy from the Killers actually used an Explorer. Oh, did he? Um... Yeah, and a lot of their stuff is actually a bridge, a pickup of an explorer, but it's certainly not an EMG. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah they are very kind of path sounding. It? Yeah,
1: back back when they were, um, obviously, back when they were actually the killers as opposed to Brandon Flowers and his synth. Yeah,
0: synth back when they were cool. Like
1: that. Well, yeah, well, I was having, having this discussion the other day. Like, they, their first album or whatever the album with Mr. Oh, Brightside on, s- yes, is so good for songs that people don't even remember now. Yeah. And I quite like the next one. And then after that, they fell off. Whereas I was, I don't know who I was talking to, but they were talking about how human was their best song. And I was like, I just don't know the killers at all. No. okay. Uh,
0: the one about Jesus it doesn't look a thing like you. When were you, were you when uh, you were when young, we, is there? Yeah. They're just, painting. that was the second album.
1: Yeah. I I, I get that people say that's a big, for me, actually the first album, like that, I tend to find this with most brands. I really like their first album, and it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should just stop. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, Jen, Jenny was a friend of mine, and somebody told me from their first album, I really loved as a as a fourteen year old or whatever I was at the time.
0: Yeah, somebody told me it's like really kind of disco. Is it? Isn't it? Like the drum beats, super super disco pop kind of vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, i yeah. I've like. Looking in, back into the annals of my memory of when I was that young, <laughs> uh, I, I reckon I could remember more. I could probably, I could probably get you an album's worth of killers material from what I remember. It won't be all from yeah. the same album, but I could probably, yeah, yeah. I could probably name you an album's worth of killers material. Even look like, though, I can't do that right now.
1: Like, yeah, and you probably haven't listened to any of it for the last ten to fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was very much
0: a snapshot of that point in British culture, wasn't it? Yeah, very, very much embedded. Like, even though they're not British, like yeah. it, it was like <laughs> it invaded the charts, and it was it sat alongside like the Kooks and like the Arctic Monkeys and and bands and the like that.
1: Achieved, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, like, it sat
0: so. perfectly within that. Well, I reckon yeah. that's where we uh, where we wrap it for this week. I know. Like a sweet nostalgia kick, (laughs) and they were reminded that we're balding, old, and fat. (laughs) 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 Damn it! Damn you, time!
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Right, I've got I've got an absolutely banging um banging joke uh, for this week's end (laughs) of the podcast as well, and uh, it's Halloween themed. So woohoo. Uh, mm. so I extended a massive thank you to our to our listeners here. You have made it to the end. You earn yourself a gold star. Uh, I'm gonna give two gold stars to our Patreon backers because they're just better. Uh and for as little as two dollars a month, you can be one of those Patreon backers. They are cool people. Join the crew. Just 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 do it. It's it's like two dollars a month. What's that? Is that's a a, a Quarter of a Starbucks or I don't know. What can you get for $2 these days or two quid? Look, Maybe a couple of chocolate bars. Yeah.
1: If you're lucky, you might get a chocolate bar and a packet of crisps. There you go. On a meal, like on a deal of some sort.
0: Oh yeah. Cause like the full meal deal, if you're getting the sandwich, that's three quid, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, you can, Probably you to go up as well.
0: Yeah. So like that, that's the second tier. There's a $5 tier if you want to, you're on a meal deal, less than a month. I might change it to that. Buy the boys a meal deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, the people, the the Patreon backers, they are as follows We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. I think the sale is still going on, but it's not going on for long. The um, yeah,
1: 31st of December for
0: that. There you go. Damn. Yeah, get in. Like there's some cheap pedals going on. Uh, we've got Mister Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me Podcast. We have got Mister Hugh Direction. <laughs> we have got Mister Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we have got Mister Brian Gower of the Tone Jacks Podcast and the Second Burn Podcast. Booyah! If you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talkal Tone series, which this week features... What did I record? What did I record? What was it? No, no, my brain is failing me. Oh, it's the uh, the Blood Moon Phaser. How can I forget? So good. So good. I love phase. Matt, you need to listen to it because you need to know what a phaser sounds like. Damn it.
1: Yeah, I'd, th- I'd like... I'm sure in my mind at some point I've probably mixed phase and flange up, and now I just don't know what either of them do. Yeah, (laughs) you've you've, caught yourself in a trap, and you don't know the way (laughs) out. Well, I I probably think that's that, and then I think no, it's the other one, and now I'm so lost in the loop that I don't know which is which, and they're both just the same thing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if you want to, if you want an idea of what a pretty decent uh, phaser sounds like, the Blood Moon is that. It definitely is that. Oh. like It gets phased 90 times, but it it goes beyond that as well. It goes crazy. It goes crazy. Right, Matt, where can we find you? We can find you on
1: Hit.
0: Hit. Twitter and yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Not the other one. Don't the other mention one. the other one. And it's heel underscore Matt Q, isn't it?
1: It is. It absolutely is.
0: F- fuck yeah. Nailed it. We didn't mention Twitch. <laughs>
1: don't mention
0: the war <laughs> that's it don't tell them
1: Pike
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic right so that is that's us uh, for this week so from myself Mr Budget Pedal Chub from Mr Matt Quine say bye Matt what? yes it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week bye
1: goodbye
0: Why is it cheaper to go to a party at a haunted house? Go on. Because the ghosts bring all of the booze.
1: Booze. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>